everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. This is Philip. This will be my first podcast I've ever made, so bear with me. I'm basically just going to be talking about my normal life and what's going on in it and see if I can get some feedback, insight, or some help with some of the things that I'm needing help with in life right now. So I'm going to go ahead and start off when I got married at 19. Well, I wouldn't get married at that age, but I met the man that I did marry at that age. Um, I met a man named Bill. William, to be exact. Um, I won't give any last names on this or anything like that. Just because due to privacy and respect for others. Sorry about that. Okay, so, yeah, Bill was his name. And I met him back in, I'm going to say 2008. It was um, 8 or 9. I'm not sure which one it was, but it was one of those. And then, um... I met him at a period of time in my life when I needed him, I guess. Uh, that's when we crossed paths. That's when everybody crossed paths. We all crossed paths for a reason. So, um, yeah, I met him, and I was staying with my homegirl, Lacey. And I just got kicked out of the place that I was staying at in Longmont. Um, so I was staying with her in her little trailer with her mother, and it was just way too cramped, way too crowded, and... Um, ended up meeting this guy named well, William and he was from Colorado Springs. He had drove all the way from Colorado Springs to Frederick to pick me up. That's a long haul and we chatted for a while before he did come pick me up but when he did come pick me up I stayed up there for about a week. Um, it was very nice. It was relaxing. He was went to work every day. He was street striping. Um, he was staying in a studio apartment. It was very small but it was doable. Um, so, when I decided to move in up there with him, we, um, that was about a week later after he dropped me a bag off at Lady Lacey's and we were hanging out, and, um, I ended up going back up there and moving in with him, and we just ended up getting along, and we were together from that day forward for about almost 13 years, almost, but, um, yeah, uh, it was, it was something. So, when I got up there, he was doing street striping, and that only was only seasonal, so we would do day labor, and I would do uh, dishwashing at the Olympic Center and stuff like that to help, you know, make up the bills, but um, it did, it, it worked, and we just got along. So, yeah, from there on, um, we had moved up into a one-bedroom from the studio, and we ended up spending our new first New Year's there and all that good stuff. And I ended up proposing to him, but I do remember that night. Um, it was crazy. He had his parole officer and all that stuff. It was crazy. But anyways, um, we got through all that and, uh, well, we decided that we didn't like that place, so we ended up moving into another one bedroom up there off Moreno. I think it was not there. I don't know if it was off Moreno or not, but somewhere up there. And um, we stayed there for about six, seven months. Nice little one bedroom, very big, spacious. It was very big for a one bedroom. Um, I, you know, was young, stupid, so I was hooked on my drugs. Um, doing my drugs and everything, and he didn't like it that much, I mean, he hated it, he used to not like it, 
But I used to, you know, always get my way, I guess. Which was selfish of me, you know, you know, because that was wrong. Um, but anyways, we stopped living there after a while. We ended up deciding to move to California. Well, me and Bill were together about a year and a, a year by then, a year and a half almost. Um, we decided it would be best that if I drove out there with him. And then we just do what I do. And he'll get us into a place because he was meeting up with his brother that was going to help him out with the place and all this stuff. But um, we went through with that plan. I ended up driving out there with him. And um, the first day we got there, I just sat on the beach with him and we took my first breaths. And I was just like relieved. And he was going to do to head to his brother's, but I wasn't known about, so I had to hide and stuff. Well, he didn't want to leave me on a beach. We didn't have phones. We didn't have money to communicate or anything. So we figured the best bet was to drop me off by the Greyhound, send me on back until he was able to get everything situated. Um, that bus ride back to Colorado from there, I had cried my little eyes out, and I just didn't know what I was going to do. I felt so lost. And I got back home and uh, stayed with my mom there for a while, and... He got everything situated out there in California. He got into a cabin. He got a job. And um, he didn't think he was ever going to see me again. And we were crying on the phone one day. And I was in the garage. And I, uh, I told my mom I was leaving. I was going back. I wanted to be with him. I loved him. You know, you can't help uh, who you love. So I'm going to go ahead and stop there. And I'm going to take a short break. And I will be right back. Um, with my podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I believe we left off with the, um, my ex, William, uh, getting the cabin together and getting back in. And I was in the garage talking to my mom and, um, working on getting a ticket back and just told her. And that's where we left off. Okay, so I was on the bus back back to uh, California. I was so excited that day. I couldn't even tell you how happy I was to go back home. Um, and you know what they say, home is where the heart is. And that's where my heart was. Um, so I got there, got off the bus. It was um, San Bernardino. I remember that town specifically. <laughs> it was San Bernardino, and we stayed there, and... We lived in a town called Lake Arrowhead that was right above San Bernardino on a mountain by Big Bear, if anybody knows that. I'm sure a lot of people know about Big Bear. Because um, it's a big ski resort in California. So anyways, we stayed there for a long time in a beautiful cabin. We didn't pay rent. We had, had a truck. His um, brother bought us a truck. And after a while, I got to know people. And we ended up meeting this guy, Travis in a bar and uh, I ended up getting back into my drugs and doing my thing and um, it was it wasn't good because my ex ended up getting into him too and his job ended up firing him and it was bad so but we still made ends meet we still made it we still survived we still did everything we needed to do well it did get bad to the point where 
Um, I had to leave. We had to leave, pack up and come back to Colorado because we just lost our truck. We lost everything. And he wouldn't tell his brother that I was with him. So every time his brother came up to the cabin to visit, I would have to hide. And he couldn't tell him what was going on with the money or the truck got towed or anything because he still thought he had a job. And it just fucked everything up because his brother would have helped him. I'm sure he would have if he would have told him. But you know how people have their pride and it's just, it's just the way it is. You have pride. Everybody has it. And no one's not, not going to have it. So, um... Yeah, he didn't tell him, and we cleaned the cabin up really nice one day, and we uh, left him a note, and we just locked the doors, left the key under the mat, and left. Um, never looked back. Uh, it was definitely an experience out there, one I'll never forget, for sure. Um, a lot of good memories, a lot of bad memories, a lot of everything. I got my first puppy there. Um, he died there, too. Seven months after I got him, poor guy got hit by a car. I can't believe it. And then uh, my mom came out and visited there. It was nice. And I remember I look at pictures from back then, and the shirts and shit I used to wear with it would be so overly big. But I mean, we made a lot of good memories. Um, and I treated Bill's feelings back then about the drugs and whatnot, because he got to the point where. He used to cry when I'd go down the mountain to go fetch it, and then I'd get it. And it was bad. And it, I look back on that now, and I feel so horribly horrible. And I was so inconsiderate of his feelings and so impatient of getting my own shit. And it just turned into a raging, raging Lucifer. <laughs> and I hate that. And, I, and if you are listening to this out there one day, I want you to know, how very sorry I am and how much regret I hold, but I gotta let that regret go and I gotta learn how to learn how to accept what it is, what it is, what it is. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now, anyways. So I'm accepting and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, you know, choose to forgive myself because if I don't, then I'll never be able to forgive myself. But what worries me the most is I won't be able to see you one day face to face to actually give you this apology because I can't find you right now. I don't know where you are. It's been months since I've heard from you and it's not like you to just disappear like this. So if you're out there and you hear this, you give me a call, mister, because I can't imagine not seeing you again ever. Yeah, would just break my heart, dude. Break my heart. But, um, alright, so we're just gonna move on from that one. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, we ended up moving back here to Colorado. We moved in with my brother, Robert, and my sister, Rachel, in their trailer on Mr. Craigerson's farm. And I remember I'd still bitch and yap at him, and he'd still bitch and yap at me. And, but we still got along a little bit. I mean, we didn't fight much, we just bitched and yapped. <laughs> funny, loving, caring, bitching, and yapping, and I just, I went to work for uh, Taco Bell, and he went to work for, um, where did he work back then, I can't remember, he didn't, he could have got a job right away, but he did start working at Taco Bell once I quit Taco Bell, and I moved to 7-Eleven, and then, oh, it was Arby's, my bad, 
Um, and they moved and started working at Arby's, and it was a cool job there. I met some pretty cool people. It was fun, but I ended up getting um like so wasted all the time and fucking up orders and giving away food, and I ended up getting fired for all that. But I worked there for a long time before that happened. But once I got fired from that, I went to Seven Eleven and started working with the night shift. Did some mornings, but mainly night, and that was pretty fun. I actually enjoyed that. Uh, it was a fun time, uh, but I. Yeah, there's just that. Anyways, um, so, after a while of him working at Taco Bell, me working at 7-Eleven, we were staying in a hotel because of the sister and my brother roommate thing just didn't work out because of my sister-in-law. She was not a very nice person, but we'll just leave it at that. Um, so yeah, we stayed there for about a year we were staying in that hotel, a, year, a little over a year. We were paying about four seventy five a week. Now, could you imagine trying to keep up on that? Plus, we were able to keep up on our cigarettes, my dope habit, my you know food, whatever else we needed. And we barely, but we 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 made it. But we both had to have full time jobs to in order to be able to do such things. So, thank God we did, you know. But all right. So other than that, um, yeah. We did that, and we ended up losing our job. Well, I ended up losing my job, getting fired due to... Well, suspended until further notice, because I did Collins, and Bill was the only one working at the time, and he ended up losing his job. Um, I can't remember the reason why, but there was a reason. So, that ended up happening, and... So, after that happened, we only had a certain amount of time left in the hotel, and... Once that time was up, well, we ended up packing it up and moving in with my dad and Aunt Kim. And then from there on, we stayed about a couple of weeks. And it was tough, but we made it. We'd go do the Walmart things and just get our stuff that we needed. And we ended up staying there two weeks because his old lady doesn't like it. And we were staying in the computer room. And the computer room sucked. So we ended up going and staying with my Uncle Tom up in Estes Park. And so we went up there, stayed with him. He had a little pull-along trailer that he let us stay in the side of the uh, house with where him and his old lady went. Well, she was an alcoholic, pill popper, da-da-da, schizo. So she would always go off on us and lock us out of the house because there was no bathroom in the trailer. And she would always tell Tom that we were up to something. And we paid our rent. We left him alone. We were nice. And his old lady was just um, hiding from a warrant. And the cops would always come. And it was bad. And in the end, um, Bill had uh, lost his job there because he got a job at this restaurant. I think it was called Cables, actually. I'm not sure. Um, I'll have to check into that. But yeah, he ended up getting a job there as a bartender. And made some good tips at night. But we always paid... You know, Tom, or whatever, my uncle. And, uh, yeah, so... But we ended up having to go... Well, I ended up having to leave because, uh... One day, Bill, like, my old man had to go to jail because, um... Too many police report contacts with, uh, Him and his old lady fighting, and he had to report all the police contacts with his parole officer, you know? So that really messed it up, and he, yeah... Ended up getting picked up that night. So... It really sucked. But, um, yeah, so after that night, um, my sister came and picked me up. I grabbed a trash bag full of my stuff. And 
we went down to Denver and they dropped me off at my Uncle Jim's. It was basically a homeless house. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. We're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. everybody I'm back thank you um all right so I left off with I was on my way to Denver after getting evicted from my uncle's property basically well all right so my sister came and picked me up and um, I had nowhere to go so yeah they took me down to Denver and dropped me off at my uncle's and I ended up staying there with a bunch of homeless people and this guy, this old man that had HIV, I remember. They all called it AIDS. But um, then they were worried about me. Then they came down like three days later to check up on me. Because I was over at this guy's house. And then they didn't want me staying down there no more. And da, da, da. So I ended up going up and staying with my sister Rachel and my brother Robert. Which was horrid. Um, horrid, horrid, horrid. Because um, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere doing anything. anything. And, you know, I wanted to be out of there as much as possible because his old lady was just a bitch. And, um, sorry to say, but, you know, but, um, I had to go. And, um, she kicked me out one day when I was at a friend's house and I spent the day and the night. She said I wasn't looking for a job. It wasn't even, like, a weekend staying with them again. But it's like, wow. So I ended up getting kicked out of there, having nowhere to go. Couldn't stay with my mom. Couldn't stay with anybody else. So I ended up calling this guy that I barely knew named Carlos and ended up having to stay with him because my old man was in jail. I was on the streets, had nowhere to go, bouncing around from place to place. No money, no job, no, no nothing, and just trying to figure shit out with the bag of clothes. Um, so yeah. I ended up staying with this guy Carlos, and I remember—I remember the first day I was there. I sat on his bed and I cried my eyes out because it was my first time ever actually being on my own, own with a stranger, and not knowing where I'm at and what's gonna happen, and missing my bill, and just a whole heap of feelings. So, um, yeah, I cried it out that day, and. And then it was weird at first because this guy Carlos was feminine and I'm not used to being with feminine people. I'm not into that. So it was an adjustment. It was definitely an adjustment. But as always, in time, you end up falling in love with the person they are. Not like falling in love, love, but I fell in love with the person he was. He was a very nice, genuine, kind guy that loved me and did everything he could for me. And if you're listening to this, Carlos, I'd like to say thank you for all that you have done. And sorry for giving you the hard problems and running around and tweaking and whatever not. But yeah, I, um, I have had a lot of bad times. But, um, you know, uh, yeah. But yeah, so after that, um, it didn't work out between me and Carlos after like two years of being in the relationship. By then, my ex-husband had gotten out of prison. He was out for like four months. Um, five months, I think it was. But um, yeah, so we broke up, me and Carlos. We just didn't work, and I left. And 
I ended up moving back up to Greeley with my ex-husband. And, uh, well, my husband that went to prison, but, but, you know. But he got out, I ended up moving back up to Greeley and staying with him. He had this nice little one-bedroom apartment there by the mall, and uh, he had a job at IHOP. And uh, I didn't, I was um, stupid back then. I got back in, back into the drugs up there in Greeley, and it just, we got far behind on rent, and the drugs got really bad, and before you knew it, it was like a year in, and we were getting evicted, and I had tweakers out beside my door just waiting for me to unload my shit. I had nowhere to put it, but on the lawn, we lost everything, everything, and I feel like it was all my fault, I feel like, um, I let him down, he tried so fucking hard to keep us afloat, keep the bills paid, and keep me happy, he even got me a puppy for fucking Christmas, a puppy, something I always wanted, and I didn't even give that puppy the time of day to manage to take care of it. And I feel like shit, because that puppy was a really good dog and deserved a good home. And so did Bill. He deserved a better partner, a better friend. And I was none of those. And God, do I fucking have so much regret and how sorry I am for the things that I did when I was younger. Oh, God, it was horrible. Not horrible, horrible, but I was very selfish. I'm very selfish, and I... I'm, yeah, just, so yeah, um, what was it, after that, it's just, yeah, so, uh, anyways, after, um, that all went down and everything, and we ended up losing our place up there, we ended up moving into the hotel, and I ended up leaving him again that day, well, a week into that, because I ended up getting tweaked out, and it, the dog was there, and, we were fighting, we got kicked out of the hotel, and it was just bad. I feel like shit. Sorry. Um, I just feel like a horrible person. Because that's around the time that I left him in the hotel for that for a guy named Ralphie. He had drugs and everything, and I just, I um, gave Bill no explanation on why I left. You know, anything, I just up and left one day, and it wasn't right. And I used to always try to come back to talk to him and apologize. But I'd always be so angry and he'd always be so sad. And he'd just cry and miss me and want me back. And he'd send me messages and everything. And trying to get me to listen and talk. Him and my mom both. But I never read, read the messages. Because they would break my heart. So I never read them. Read them not one. Every message that was sent. That he tried. And it's sweet. I never got. All missed. Missed contact. Communication. But I, I made it that way at that time because I was running from court and I was dealing with a lot and I was scared and it was just a lot. So yeah, um, ended up leaving him for this guy named Ralphie and I stayed with Ralphie there for a while and we were happy and I was so lost in the drugs I didn't even know what I was doing really. To be honest, I was, it was a mistake. We always fought and I got into prostitution and we ended up selling myself and it was bad. Um, I lost control of my life then. And then I, I lost Bill. We eventually stopped talking and we just tripped to the park. And it sucked. 
because I missed him so much. But then he got picked up again by the cops at that time because he lost everything and everything wasn't going through for him, so he got regressed. And I felt like that was my fault. And he was in there for another year and a half, and then he just got out again. But, um, yeah, we'll get to that here later on. But, um, yeah, he got regressed again, and I ended up moving to California with this guy named Ralphie. And it was my first movement. I was very scared and nervous. Of course, you're going to be nervous. New, new, new state, new everything. And you're going with the man that you just fell in love with. But we've been together for about almost a year by then. And it was just scary. It was a scary time. And um, I went. I put my faith in this person, and I went with him and we went there and god he ditched me at a coffee shop I guess within the first week of being there and then I only had my phone and in my bag and then he ditched me at the coffee shop um I was on the run from with warrants in Colorado at that time and I had no ID no way of getting a job no no way of knowing what to do so the only thing that a gay man can do to be able to get out of such predicament is be able to jump on our community site, which was Grinder, and try to get a place to stay, food in my mouth, dope in my pipe, and a little money in my pocket. Um, and hopefully a good connection where I can actually progress either job-wise, relationship-wise, anything-wise, anything that would benefit me at that point in time. And I got stuck in that cycle, and it was, it was nothing nice. Um, yeah, I did that for about seven months on the street. It was the scariest, most craziest thing I've ever been through. Um, when I came back, I came back, and my mother and I cried. I remember because I came back and I looked like I was from the streets, all bleached out, my clothes were in my bag, sun bleached, everything was like, and I sat there and I just held my bag on, like a deer tightly, because I was just used, used to being on the streets, so I didn't know what to do, and I was always on the move, so relaxing for me was just weird um, at that time, and um, yeah, it was bad. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a short break and we'll come back with the last 10 minutes of this episode of my broadcast and we will wrap it up there until the next podcast. But all right, I'll be right back, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm back and I collected my thoughts and I'm ready to go here. Okay, so, um, alright, we were talking about the San Diego, me being out there on the streets, coming back, and that's where we left off. Okay, so, after I got back from San Diego, I stayed with my sister up in Loveland, and, um, I stayed in the spare bedroom up there that she had for a little while, and, um, ended up hustling and stuff, and, I, uh, oh, excuse me, I, um, ended up meeting back up with my ex, the one that left me in California, because he was arrested out there, 
and he got de-deported, de de or transported back out to Colorado because that's where his ones were from. But I've got to tell you all about that. That was the best. Yeah, it's just a whole other story, a whole other day. But um, yeah, so I ended up coming back and I ended up meeting back up with him like a month after I got back from Colorado, uh, back from California, because he just got released from um, jail. And um, yeah, we met back up and we just decided things were working and we just talked and we ended it right there. And uh, it was heartbreaking, it really was, but I got over it in time and moved on and everything was fine. Um, and then I was still talking to Bill too. He was a part of the family. He would always, he's always a part of the family. I had a lot of love for him. So then after that, I, um, I don't know, what did I do? Um, well, then, okay, so at that point, my ex has been with getting released from prison again. So I went back with him. And of course, the poor guy, we were out. He got a job, and he was like, a good job down in Denver. And, well, I had to step here in Longmont, but um, it didn't work out because we were staying with my mom, and it just didn't work out there because money problems, and I just don't even want to get into all that on here. So uh, he ended up getting kicked out of my mom's, and I could have stayed, but he had to go to Denver, and he was on the streets, and I felt so bad. It's like, uh, so I ended up going down there to be with him, and um, he, he, you know, couldn't register because he was had a registry, you know, and with the police department, and because of the county that we lived in, didn't accept the, that he was supposed to register with, and uh, he didn't know what to do. We couldn't, we just couldn't fix things because we didn't have a vehicle, we didn't have any way of getting around. So basically, I said, well, but, um, we ended up um, buying tickets and we went back out to California, not knowing what we were going to do or how we were going to do it. Um, yeah. So we packed up and left. Um, and we went back out to California. And I ended up going with him because I knew what it was like on the streets. I knew I how, how to uh, do things a little bit and how to, I was able to give us an extra, you know, lift up. Um, so I went out there and I hustled and I, um, got us what I could every day and I know I was gone all the time and I know I wasn't there but and I know he was at camp but I tried to do the best I could for us at that time um, but we were friends at that time because I had talked to him about how hard it was for me to deal with him coming back in and out of my life after being gone for so long and then coming back in and being gone you know I actually I know time stands still for them, but for us, it is, we carry on a little bit, we, we, we move on forward with our lives, and then, it's not like we forget about them, but we just live life, is what I'm trying to say, I guess, um, yeah, so, we're friends at that point, but, anyways, so at that point, I met these people named Doug and Chuck, and we were all partying, running around, did a lot of so anyways, we ran to Montana one time, and they offered me to go along with the trip, and I benefit out of this trip. Well, I took that up 
on that offer and I ended up going on a trip with them. Well, I kind of didn't tell Bill about the trip. I left him at the tent in the campsite and he cried when I told him I left and I was on a trip. He didn't think I was coming back. Well, I told him that everything was going to be okay, we were going to benefit from this, this was going to be good for us. And I talked to him in and I told him we could get off the streets here, you know, as, as you know, that. And, um, everything did go good. I mean, we went to Montana and they did their thing and, and, and I didn't mind. They gave me a car to drive while I was there and they let me leave with it. So it was my very first, first, first car. God, I can't remember what the name. I think it was a Malibu. Yeah, Malibu, I think it was. Or 2000. 2000 Malibu, yeah. Year 2000. But, um, yeah, it was a nice little car. It ran great. Everything went good on it. And I drove all the way from Montana to Colorado. And I stopped here one night through Colorado, passing through, um, going back out to California to see my mom. And this, this is where I'm going to tell you part of the story where I met the man that has changed my life forever in a positive and in a negative way but it's changed very badly for me at this point right now this is positive but it's just you'll hear it in a minute so um so i met this guy named and um i stayed one night with him we had dairy queen we you know hung out great intimacy intimate time and we slept together that night for seven hours, I remember, seven hours, and I slept so fucking good, excuse me, so good in his arms, or in his bed, and his place, it just felt so relaxing, so warm, so calming, such a, you know, good, invite, inviting feeling, it just felt like home, felt like home, and I haven't felt that in a long time, because I was on the streets, and I was doing my own thing, and whatever. Well, we had a great night that night, and um, I said my goodbyes the next day, and I, I headed off, I headed off back to, uh, back to um, California from that, and then um, I didn't talk to the man I met that time much since I was back in California, but a week into being back in California, he called. And he had asked for my mom's number because he wanted some really good candies and my mom made edibles. Well, yes, um, I of course said, oh, please, I could probably help you out. Call my mom, talk to my mom. She said I was okay to give him the number, so I gave him my number. Boom, bada bang, and that was that. I didn't even hear anything, I think anything of it or hear anything from him till I got back to Colorado about a month later. Because my car ended up getting towed, because I couldn't get it registered, and it was parked in illegal parking, and I had no way of getting it out of the pond either, so it was basically I just lost the first car I had. I had it for a month, but my um, ex-husband said he was very proud of me. He was very, very proud of me, because I was taking care of the car. I didn't drive it when I didn't need to. I was very careful, cautious, and I would have been a great, great car owner if I would have kept it long. <laughs> but, um... No, that didn't happen. Um, I ended up losing it and coming back to Colorado. But, um, I take him home. But I came alone, yes. I came alone and I left Bill behind. Because I was... Well, the reason why I came back even, because I was offered um, a bunch of money and um, a ticket home if I was to stay away from a certain person. And it was basically a bribe to leave California. So, 
and it was a ticket home and I was on the streets and it was in a hard time so I kind of took it and I just left him there for a bit and I felt so fucking horrible horrible my the pit in my stomach just was, oh my god the knot was bad I mean not pit knot <laughs> the knot was just awful um yeah so that was that and then uh yeah um so I got back and um about a week into being back I'm, I'm, I'm missing a lot of these parts of the story but I'm just trying to like get you guys the uh the gist of it all so I mean I don't know I'm just trying to, this is me just telling my story <laughs> but uh yeah so I got back and um about a week into being back um I was online again and I met him again the man I met passing through the night I was passing through Mr. Bob and um God, we immediately started talking, and we met up at 7-Eleven that night. Well, um, we went back to his place and hung out for like a day or two, and then I ended, ended up introducing him to my mother, taking him over back to our place, because we had a lot of stuff there. And I introduced my mom, they got along great, the introduction was great, everything was just fucking, it was great. Well, you know, um... He ended up moving me into his place and get my mail changed and sent there and all kinds of stuff. And he was just really liking me and digging me. But, you know, I didn't take signs of anything wrong or anything was going on until the one night we were driving down the highway and we got into a fight. It was about a, two weeks of being in the relationship. Um, he says, I fucked your mom and I liked it. I didn't know how to react, so... Immediately, I just started like, what the fuck? And, you know, it's like, well, yeah, for one, and I would claim like that is just to be outrageous. You know, I was like, yeah, right, ha, 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 you fucked your mom, whatever. He said he said it to freaking de divert the argument to something else. And, but I'm, I'm like, why would you use that? And if you see my mom, you would know why I would be worried, because he was... He was, uh, I don't know. That's all I ever heard about was his girlfriends, his wives, or people he's been with growing up. And, um, they're all women. And he never talks about him being with another man, really. And then, uh, it was weird, but I was like, whatever, I didn't think anything of it. But then, you know, it's like, from that day forward, it was horrible. Um, there's so many things that pointed towards they were messing around. Um, like, uh, he knew how badly I needed to get on my feet and get my shit going, and he had access to funds that were unbelievably helpful to people, and he likes to help people and do all that. Um, he um, said he would help me with a car, and he didn't buy me a car, long story short. The car they said he bought me, we had to go pick up, and uh, we never did go pick it up. I ended up going up to the place where he met with somebody then we drove back and then a white car the same exact one he said he bought us bought me drove behind us and then I didn't see it again after that we went back to his place and like two three days later my mom ends up with that damn car that he said he bought me I was fucking lowered and then on my 30th birthday it was horrible I ended up getting him five dozen roses 
He didn't give me anything, but for my mother's birthday, he ended up getting her a $100 bottle of perfume and me nothing. He used to always tell me horrible things. Oh, it's just, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Um, and we will continue on this, my next episode. And I'll get into further detail, because right now I'm just in a little rushy mood, and I'm not in the mood to like get into detail with this, but this is the part where I need to detail everything for you guys, so that way... I can get the help I need, maybe the feedback or the help in any way possible from this story or my podcast. But yeah, this is going to be my first episode. Um, Go ahead and give it a listen to and don't go away because I will be back with another episode shortly. Alright, thanks guys and uh, hope to hear, hope to guys tune in soon again. Bye.